prayer and praise times, you remember that last time we, we focused in on our time of prayer and fasting, where we had been thinking and praying and allowing God to speak into our hearts concerning loving the church. And I, I trust that, again, you have continued those conversations with Father, taken those things which he has spoken to us and continue to, to talk to him and listen to him about those things. Very seldom does God say something and then that's the end of it. It, it forms the fullness of all he is. And I don't know if you've discovered this yet, but you'll never come to the end of God. <laughs> you, you'll never exhaust him. You'll never find that he's got nothing left to say. There's always something that he wants to pour into our hearts of who he is, of his word. God and his word are one and the same thing. And if we're hungry for God, then we're hungry for his word. If we're thirsty for his word, we're thirsty for him. And, and, and I pray that you've, you, you will do that, that you will take those things that God speaks to you and just keep them turning over in your spirit. Keep them alive. Keep them v vibrant within you so that at any moment God can speak to you about those things. And at times you may feel like you're going to burst. It's okay. You won't. <laughs> you won't. God will contain you, but he'll never contain his word within you. We can never get enough of that. So last time we... We prayed and spoke and thought about loving the church. And we've moved on through from that place, continuing those thoughts in our sermon series from that place where we're talking about Christ being the head and how the Holy Spirit is, is teaching and he's revealing to us who Christ is, really who he is. And... and and maybe taking us beyond what our human comprehension has been of who Jesus is. And revealing to us the real Jesus. His true identity through, through his word. The Bible says that Jesus the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He, the word became living. And Jesus lived the word. He, he is the word of God. He dwelt among us. The word took on human form, became flesh and blood and dwelt amongst us. And that living word lives on. And Jesus said these words in John 17. Not, not John 17. I don't think. Maybe it's John 17 verse 3. This is eternal life. Someone's going to help me with this. This is eternal life. It is John 17 verse 3. This is eternal life that they may know you, the only true living God, and Jesus Christ whom he sent. My friends, those are not two separate people. It's not that to know eternal life we've got to get to know two people. They're one and the same. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
If you know me, you know the Father. And so eternal life, life not just that goes on forever, but life, the life of God, eternal life, perfect life, full life. Life to perfection is this, that we know God, we know Christ, whom God sent. Knowing the word of God, knowing who Jesus is, knowing not just everything that he has done, but all that he is, because he is eternal. He was not past, it's not just that he'll be future, and it's not just that he's present, he is. Jesus is. And I pray that those things that God is teaching us through his word will cause us to grow in our relationship with God and cause us to know him better, cause him to love and to serve him and cause us to come closer and closer and closer to him. And the key Bible quote that we've been using for the last two weeks and we shall tomorrow as well is from Colossians 2. And I'd just like us to read some verses together. We have been focusing on Colossians 2 verse 10. But what I'd like us to do for the rest of our time together this evening is to take these verses out of Colossians 2. And and you may have your Bible with you. You can read them there together and pray on them. And I'm not sure if if maybe you do this in, in your own devotion time. It's such a beautiful exercise to take the word of God and to pray it. You read it. And you talk to God about it and you listen to him as he reveals and teaches you from his word. It's a beautiful way of praying. Paul says this, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in union with him. Your Bible might say so walk in him. So walk in. In union with him. What's Paul saying? You've received Christ. You've embraced him as your saviour and as your Lord. Now, Now don't go living your life outside of him. Stay every moment of every day in union with him. One with him. Don't separate from him stay in fellowship with him by his spirit walk in harmony and oneness and unity with the Lord and how can we do that well that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit to enable us to do that we never here is the truth we never need to live one moment Separate from our Saviour and our Lord. Isn't that beautiful? God didn't save us through Jesus Christ and say, well, for 50% of the time, you can be in union with Christ and he will be your life. The rest of the time, I'm sure you'll manage yourself. Maybe sometimes we live like that. God never intended that. 
Through Paul, he said, now you've received Christ Jesus, your savior and your Lord. So there's no reason why not for you to walk in union with him. As one with him. United. This was the prayer of Jesus, wasn't it? Father, I pray that they may be one. You in them and them in, 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 in you. Together one. John chapter 15. Rooted and built up in your union with him. Ever felt weak? Ever felt incapable? Yeah? Well, God has made provision so that we can be rooted and built up in Christ Jesus, in our union with him. God doesn't just ask us to be strong. Bear it. Go through it. God says, no. I've joined you. I've made you one. I've united you together with Christ. And be established in your faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Now, here comes a warning. Here comes a warning. It's important for us to listen to these things. He says, beware lest anyone cheat you, deceive you. Lie to you through philosophy. Christianity is not philosophy. Philosophy is up here in your, in your brain box. Christianity is in your heart. With the heart one believes. Not through philosophy. Uh-huh. It's through philosophy that we can be cheated and deceived. Let no one cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world. You see, as Christians, we have been united in Christ in eternal life. And that life is not bound by the principles of this world. So we may be going through some extreme pressure and challenge and we may feel buffeted on every side and the principles of this world would say, just bow down to it, give in to it. Yeah? And, and man's wisdom may come, but man's wisdom is inferior. Inferior. To Christ. We are not. We are not united with this world. Christians. Let me say it this way. Christians are not designed by God to live in harmony with this world. If we try to do that. We will be cheated. Through man-made philosophies. Through deceit, we'll be cheated and deceived and robbed of the life that Christ is, has given us. We'll be robbed 
by those things which are in line with the traditions of men. Yeah? Things that are according to the basic principles of this world. This world is corrupted by sin. And sin is that which, is, which falls short of God's standard. It's less than God's best. Where is God's best? It's in the eternal life that, that we have been given. So if we will stay in union with Christ, we will not be cheated. We will not be deceived. We will not be tricked and fooled and, and robbed by the philosophy of man and the basic principles of this world. Here's the warning. Beware lest anyone cheat you through the philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. In Christ alone. In Christ alone. And, and don't, we're not to try and live united with Christ, but in harmony with the world. You know, we're not meant to have two wives, two husbands. We are meant to be united to Christ. That's where our life is, our source of life. In fact, he is our life. As we pray tonight, he is the way, the truth. He is eternal life. And as long as we try to unite with the principles of this world, that's where we miss out. That's where we... We, we don't experience that life. We never will because this world is dying. It's dying. It's separate from God. It's living under the rule of the prince of the power of this earth, which is the devil himself. Let's not unite with this world. Let's love the world as God loves the world. Love the people of the world. But let's not live in harmony with it. For in Christ, a man... This, this makes you just explode on the inside, doesn't it? For in Christ, Paul says, live in union with Christ. Here's why. For in him, in Christ, dwells, Amen. lives permanently, is forever the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All there is of God if that could be measured or contained, which it can't, all of that dwells in Christ. <laughs> in our Savior, in our Lord. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And so this is why Paul can say this. And so therefore, you are complete in your union with him who is the head of all principality and power can you see why through paul the holy spirit teaches us these things he teaches us about our union our oneness our joining with christ we haven't just gone to him and he has given to us salvation and then we walk away that's that's not salvation 
Salvation is when we come to him and we are corrupt with sin and death. And we lay that at the feet of the cross of Christ on the cross. And, and he takes it from us. And he unites himself with us. And we have his life living, dwelling within us. And Paul says, don't let anybody cheat you. Don't get ensnared with the corrupt teachings of this world that would tell you otherwise. Oh, you may be a Christian, but you'll always suffer this. Paul says, not so. Because you are united with Christ, who is life. Who is freedom. Who is salvation. Who is eternal hope. Who is joy. Who is deliverance. We're not just friends with him, as we said on Sunday. We're one with him. Inseparable. That's what God intends. Not just that we walk step by step, but we are utterly and completely and inseparably one with him. That's the life that God has given us in Christ. In Christ. Amen. Wow. <laughs> this doesn't this excite you some? <coughs> My goodness. Why would we ever turn to the world? Why would we ever look for anything else? When everything, when the fullness of the Godhead bodily is, is within Christ. And we are in Christ. So we're united with God.